Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed Live. My name is Torlando. I am your host. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so glad to be here today. Uh, I am kind of actually excited about this show. There's a, a little bit of a, uh, a legend in the industry on the show today, uh, Mr. Bob Cusimano. And uh, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with Mr. Cusimano, um, this man has been a uh, pillar of our industry for uh, decades. And, uh, you know, I, you, if you've listened to the show long enough, you've heard me pipe up about the benefit of using the PCA standards in your business. We're about to talk to a man who, who, who pretty much wrote them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. That's that's cool for the uh, for the paint nerd and me. I'm 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 kind of geeked out about it, so I'm I'm really excited about this um, this episode. I have been thinking, you know, lately um, about some of the trials that come in in this business. You know, I as a person who kind of jumped out of the business for a while a lot of the things that were leading me to want to kind of try my hand at a different industry, different thing were, were some of the challenges that come from the industry, you know, some of those hard things. And, uh, recently in my business, you know, we've had to have a couple of, uh, tough conversations, you know, with customers areas where, um, you know, we definitely needed to do a, a little better. And, um, and then there are other areas where there are things that, gosh, it was just outside of our control, nothing that we could do about it, nothing that we could predict or prevent. It just happened. And now we're kind of the one paying for it. And, and maybe you have experienced that a time or two. Those are the kind of things that you know, led me to get burned out and think, oh, there's got to be something better out there. Um, and I'll tell you what, when I left the industry and spent time in other spaces, uh, it's all the same problems. <laughs> it's, it really is. It's really all the same problems. And sometimes they're even worse in other industries. And, and so when I came back and, uh, you know, things have been going wonderful since I got back, uh, we've hit a couple of snags and now I've got that perspective of, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. You know, you used to, I used to get really stressed out about this stuff, but it's the same old stuff. Um, you know, we'll get through it. Just do, do right by the customer, follow the PCA standards, live up to those, work until you're proud and then, uh, you know, move on to the next job. You know, that's, that's really what it is. But I fully understand that while you're in the thick of it, it can feel so stressful. 
you know, it keeps you up at night. Uh, you can't have positive reactions. You know, you're, you're, you know, the kids start, <laughs> they're too loud. And all of a sudden you're like, but that, you know, and it's, it's not really them. It's, it's just work, you know? So, so I'm actually pretty excited about this conversation today because we're going to be talking about how we can use the PCA standards to avoid those types of catastrophes. And, uh, Bob Cusimano has, um, you know, decades of experience, especially in the commercial arena. And we've had a lot of listeners very interested in commercial work, getting commercial work, moving, um, you know, at least having a fair representation of, of rep residential and commercial. Uh, but there are a lot of unknowns and there are a lot of uh, pitfalls and scary, dark places with commercial that I think lead a lot of contractors who are just getting into it to uh, feel that overwhelm, feel that fear, um, and to not feel confident about going after some of these high ticket deals. Um, you know, the benefits obviously to commercial work are that they tend to be larger in scope. And since they're larger in scope, it, that reduces the, some of the headache of, um, you know, constantly cranking out new like the schedule the production schedule in residential is like got to do this got to do this got to do this but when you have a larger uh commercial project you can kind of set your guys on it and as long as they're competent folks um you know it, it, it's just less activity you know less less admin headache and um and so there's a lot of reasons and benefits to go into it but there are a lot of pitfalls and so um, you know, part of the mission of the PCA is to educate uh, contractors to help build a better contractor. And so that's what we're going to do today. Really excited about it. Before we jump into the interview, a um, couple show announcements. If you want to watch this episode of the Paint Ed Show on PCA Overdrive, uh, make sure that you've downloaded the app. It is uh, $5.99 a month if you are not a member of the PCA, but if you are a member, then it's included in your membership. And so, you know, of all the benefits that you get uh, from being a member of the PCA, this one is really great because it allows you to educate your mind when you're out there cruising around, maybe you're late at night, you know, you don't need to, you know, get, go down a, a, a Netflix show hole, go down a PCA overdrive show hole, you know, uh, your, your, your spouse is really going to love that watching uh you know nick slavic paint a wall for two hours that's gonna be she's gonna love that <laughs> it's exciting for us right uh pca overdrive it's a wonderful app 500 hours of video content 599 a month uh for non-members free with your pca membership um and uh i've i've actually gotten quite a few on my end i've actually gotten quite a few orders recently of uh, the book Sprint, which I wrote, uh, it's, it's by me. It's, uh, you can find this on Amazon. Um, if you are trying to get a handle of your productivity, if the schedule is kicking your butt and you are uh, working late into the hours, you've got customers calling you and complaining and texting you and, and you know all hours of the night, this book is gonna save your life. This is such, I'm so proud of this book and I'm so proud of this system because it has, it has gotten me through some of my hardest days and some of my best days because this book allows me to go on vacation 
<laughs> believe it or not, applying this, the principles of this book allow you to take a 10-day vacation whenever you need to. Um, check out Sprint. It is on Amazon.com. Search for uh, my name to Orlando and the word Sprint, it, and it will pop up. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's talk about this. So, so Mr. Kusumano is going to be at PCA Expo. If the show is already airing and, and Expo is passed, I'm sorry for you if you missed it. Um, it's, a, it's a great expo. It's going to be a great expo, February 22nd through the 24th. Go to PCAPaintEd.org backslash expo to register. And uh, yeah, let's see you in Albuquerque. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's go ahead and, and jump into the show and bring on Mr. Bob Cusimano. Hey, Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice <laughs> to be here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people who have been in the industry for a handful of years, they're going to be familiar with who you are, you know, uh, kind of your your status and your importance of, you know, in the, in the industry. Um, for those who are, uh, you'd be surprised by how many painters in the industry just are kind of a little bit of a lonely island. You know, they, they aren't super, you know, familiar with how things are, what's going on outside. Um, and, and this podcast for a lot of them is like their window to what, you know, what the painting industry is, is all about. And, uh, and, and if they are new to it, they need to know who you are, in my opinion. Um, tell us a little bit about your history and, um, and involvement, especially in the PCA. Sure. My, uh, my father was a painting contractor, so I went to college. I um, have uh, two degrees in engineering. And uh, when I was graduating from college, I was interviewing around the country with various uh, companies and my dad said, look, your mother hates that her baby boy is going to leave town. So why don't you try it in our business for a while? And of course I had grown up in the business, you know, when I was young, I yep. started out burning paint pots when that's what you used to do and shellacking them and burning sanding. paint pots. Hold on. That's what, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what in the old Bring days. Bring me down this tangent. What is that? <laughs> you would, you would buy paint in two gallon cans and they uh -huh. were perfect to use as work pots so uh -huh. when, when you use that paint you would burn you would burn the pots shellac them and then you could use them as work pots on the jobs so uh -huh. that was a that was my initial initial job as a as a uh, an apprentice you know yeah. as such. and later sanding bifold doors i got a lot of the the uh, tough the, uh, the jobs nobody else wanted to do. The grunt work is what they, yeah, they gave. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I owned, uh, I, I, I did stay in the business and I operated it as president uh, until 2002. In 1986, we had an issue on a uh, job that we were doing. Mm -hmm. And they hired somebody to come down and they misanalyzed a lot of things. Uh, paint wise. And I decided to to take advantage of my technical background and my practical background. And I started a consulting company, uh, which I still have, which is Coatings Consultants Incorporated. Yeah. very. And nice. so uh, 
originally PDCA and now PCA has been a huge part of my uh, professional life. Mm -hmm. I attended my first national convention, um, I believe it was 1975. I've never missed one since. And, and every time I go, I learn something I didn't know before. Yeah, uh, it's been a, a and I've seen what it's done. I've made great friendships through it. Some of my Absolutely. best friends are painting contractors that I've known through PCA. Uh, I served as national president in 1991 and 92 mm -hmm. uh, when our standards program was just starting. And uh, and later I served as uh uh, chairman of the standards committee. So I'm, I have seen how important those standards have been to many, uh, commercial painting contractors. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're also the author of the PCA estimate guide volume one and two as well. I am. Yes. Yeah. So when they, when the, when they say the phrase, he wrote the book on it, uh, it's, it's literal here. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's an amazing, uh, you know, legacy that you've, you've led. And, and, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, thousands of contractors have, um, you know, you to thank for, um, avoiding a lot of problems in the business and for helping us all accelerate. I remember for me, when I, um, when I first joined the, uh, the PCA, the standards became a, uh, a really important part of, um, the way that I, you know, not only, um, sell the work, but the way that I do the work as well. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, uh, when I'm talking to a new customer and I'm, uh, explaining to them what we're, you know, what is different about us, what are they getting? Um, I lean heavily on those PCA industry standards and I, and I talk about the um, criteria for an, an accepted and properly painted surface. I mean, I practically have that section memorized, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the skin, sands, rugs, uh, you know, runs, holidays, right. misses, you know, all the insufficient coverage. I got that memorized. You better believe, you know, 39 inches or a meter or more. That's <laughs> what I'm going yeah. with. Very good. Um, and so, <laughs> so I'm a big believer in them. And, and like I said, you know, look, it's, it's the painting, you know, business, um, things are going to go wrong on a job. And when you have to have a, a tough conversation with a customer, um, you know, kindly and gently explaining to them that, uh, what, what normal, uh, you know, finished lighting and a regular viewing angle. What that means is that we can't get out the magnifying glass and the flashlight to inspect the work. Right. right. So, so these things are really important in, um, conflict resolution. Um, but more importantly, I think it sets a standard for your crew in terms of how the work must be completed. And that, I think, is one of the biggest challenges that, that contractors face when they are doing a, a magnificent job of selling the offer that they are giving, and then their crew doesn't quite understand or know, A, what's being sold, and B, what does it take to accomplish those standards. And so I'm really excited about 
this conversation. Um, so my first question here is, um, you know, for those who aren't familiar with the standards, can we talk a little bit about what they are, what they mean, how, how do we uh, learn more about them, that kind of stuff? Sure. They are, they're all available uh, for download from the PCA website. Um, when we started the standards, what we did was we went and we asked painting contractors, what problems are you running into? And one of the first uh, issues that came back on many responses was, I paint, I paint a job, um, things look good, other trades come in, they damage the work, mm -hmm. and then they expect me to repaint for free. Right. And so that was the, the impetus for the first standard that we developed, which is which you were quoting, it, it describes what a properly painted surface is and how you inspect it. But the important thing in that standard is that it defines what touch-up is. Mm -hmm. Touch-up is the repair of your application mistakes. So right. if you do have holidays, if you do have runs, then it's your responsibility to repair that. However, if somebody else damages your properly painted surface, it says that that's not uh, touch up, that's damage repair. Right. And if you spill a gallon of paint on the carpet, the carpet installer doesn't say, oh, that's that's a touch up. I'll give you a new carpet. Well, right. you ought to hold true for a painting contractor. So um, so that's how um, those standards were developed based on issues and problems that contractors came to the committee with. Yeah. Um, another one that is widely used is, you know, so, so many of these problems come about because of either miscommunication or, or a, a lack of understanding um, what, what you're going to provide and so often with commercial contracts, even, you know, with with residential, you're usually working directly with a homeowner. So mm -hmm. you get answers right. with commercial. You are bidding off of a plan, a set of plans and specifications that someone has written. Mm -hmm. Often those are very sketchy. They don't mm -hmm. always provide you with a lot of information. They may say uh, colors paint colors, there will be five colors on this job. Well, that doesn't mean anything to a painting contractor. Does right. that mean every wall is a different color? Does that mean the trim is a different color than the walls? Right. Does that mean I'm painting stripes on, on the walls? So uh, you need more information. So the impact of color standard addresses that and says, if you don't have a color schedule, you have a right to make an assumption of what the color level mm. will be. And it defines mm -hmm. that. So yeah. these standards are, they give the contractor certain rights, but they also give you certain responsibilities. No, well. that's right. 
Yeah. And, and let's, uh, let's talk about some of those, um, responsibilities. So, um, my, the, the PCA standard that I'm most fond of is, uh, P14, mm-hmm. which, uh, outlines the level of surface preparation and it reiterates the standard of, of, uh, inspection and acceptance. It does. Yes. And um, the way that I use this is this one is, is we're probably the most familiar with it as a company, um, you know, my crew members. And I also educate the customer on these. And the way that I've adapted my business is to actually give customers an option um, in terms of their prep level. And, and so can you walk me through some of the levels of the finish because I do hear a lot of people um, using some uh, you know vagueness you know they're they're sometimes people will go it's a level five and they mean they think that that means that's just do a really good job you know there's (laughs) there's a little more uh, specific can you talk me through some of these levels yeah, what we what we start with is, and the way that originally got started was I was at a a state uh, PCA convention, and we're staying staying in an older hotel, mm-hmm. and it had been uh, repainted many times. But when I looked at the door frames, I saw that there was um, a lot of areas where you had a buildup of paint coats, and then you could see where it had been scraped. And there was less. Right. And so um, a lot of times people, again, they expect it to look like new if it's a, a repaint job. And right. you can do that, but it costs obviously a lot more prep that's to right. be able to accomplish that. So that's why we have the different levels of, of preparation. And it it's dependent upon what you're starting out with. There are some cases, so we have a, a schedule of, the initial condition uh what what's the initial condition yeah the degree of surface degradation exactly and that's that's based on uh the mpi uh standard and we adopted that into that p14 and that's right part of that and so it dictates uh so the lowest level is of uh preparation is that Adhesion, rather than uh, aesthetic uh, appearance, is the most important thing. So it it says you've got to make sure you take off loose, anything loose you've got and so forth. And you've got to ensure good adhesion. As we get into the higher uh, degrees, then we're doing more preparation to achieve a better appearance. That's right. And, and, uh, and there's even a distinction between level one and level two when it comes to adhesion, where level one, you're basically ensuring the adhesion of, of your coating uh, right. rather than the existing coating, whereas in level two, you're ensuring the adhesion level of both. Yes, exactly. And that is, as a consultant, that is an issue I run into all the time right where a contractor has not and if you don't if you don't establish in your proposal and your contracts what level you're providing the mm-hmm. customer is expecting you're ensuring 
good adhesion, they don't care that it's been painted 20 times before. Right. So it, it's, it's so important to make that. And yet there are other customers that say, I want this painted. I'm selling it in six months. I just want it to look good. And so they're fine as long as you're right. painted here. So right. again, the important thing is the com communication. The customer understands what you're giving. And that's why uh, the benchmark sample is not used as often as it should be. That's a P5. And mm -hmm. whenever it's in question, if there's a question about how you're going to prepare the door frames, it's recommended you prepare and paint one and let the customer know under this level, that's what you're going to get. Are you satisfied with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If not, yeah. If not, we can take that further, but naturally it's going to cost you more. Right. Right. And, and that can be, um, that can be kind of tricky, I think in practice, um, you know, with, with like, let's say painting, you know, a cabinet, you might have samples of, of a cabinet, um, already. And you can say like, this is the, uh, you know, this is the level of standard, um, right. in, in a new situation, a new build, when you're doing from prints, uh, that's very difficult because it hasn't been built yet. Um, but in a remodel situation or a repaint situation, how do I, how would I go about giving them that sample without, um, you know, th there's a, an issue of time and money that comes into play on that. Well, I, I think as you, you said, you can have some pre-made samples to show them yeah. uh, that, that this is where, um, this is what it's going to look like on because you've seen the job in first so you know the original condition right they're not new they are they are existing so if if there's different layers of paint now you can show them that under uh under level one i'm not i'm not going to remove all that inconsistency in in the paint levels Right. If you, if you want that removed, then we need to go higher up the chain. So you could have some some samples ready that you could share with them. Yeah. Photos, yeah. You know. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, photos I think would would work really well. Um, I'm also thinking of um, a time where I was in a person's house. This this was a residential project, but I've done it in in commercial bids as well where I will point out a section of wall or a door or whatever, and I'll ask them to point out the things that they want repaired, you know, and, right. and the obvious ones they get. But then what I'll do is I'll go a little bit further than they're seeing, because obviously I've been in thousands of houses, so I can see it all. I can't, mm -hmm. you know, every time I go to somebody's, you know, if I, if I'm, visiting a friend and, and they, and they invite me over to their house for the first time I walk through the door and they say, don't judge the paint job. And I, and right. I always go too late. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's what, that's what painters do. Yeah. <laughs> we prepare mental punch lists as we walk through our friends. That's right. So, uh, so I'll ask them and then, and then I'll go a little bit further and I'll, and I'll say, well, what about, you know, what about this? Is this something that, you know, that you would want, fixed or is it something that is you know not uh too important to you and 
And then what I'll what I'll do is I'll highlight the I'll kind of go closer and closer until we get to the point and I say, okay, if something if a defect like this is left, you'll be okay with that. If mm -hmm. it means, you know, right. if it means saving a little bit on your budget or, you know, not, you know, and, and so I'll kind of use the existing surface to, uh, you know, to kind of mimic what's happening in, in P5 so that I have an idea of, you know, what the expectation is. Sure. And then, and then for the benefit of my crew, I'll actually go through with a video, uh, on my phone and I'll record and I'll talk about that and I'll say, Hey, Excellent. they, you know, they want things like this fixed, but things like this are okay. Just so that right. we have like a very clear idea of what, uh, what they want. Right. Exactly. You've made it. And as I said, that miscommunication is, is the root of so many of the, uh, conflicts that arise. That's right. So when a conflict does arise, um, what's, what's our best move to protect ourselves when it's, especially when it's something that's just kind of out of our control? Well, the best move is, uh, happens before you ever sign the contract. And that's number one, becoming very familiar with the PCA standards. Yes. Understand what they are, uh, learn, uh, how to apply them, make them a part of your proposal. Every, every proposal I would present would say all standards adopted by PCA are a part of this proposal. And then later on, when you go to contract, if, if your proposal is the contract, it's already in there. But if you're bidding work to a general contractor, uh, then when you, you'll get a different contract than your proposal, make sure that language is in the contract. All standards adopted by PCA are a part of this contract. So even go back to the general contractor and say, hey, uh, you know, make it like a red line and just say, hey, I'll accept this, but we do have to have this um, addendum of yes. that, that, that we are following the PCA standards. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you tell them where to get them if they don't know what they are. Give them the website, tell them you can download. Them. Yeah. 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 And that's why these standards have to be fair. They have to be fair. They address many of the problems that painting contractors have, but they have to be fair to the customer too. And, and Correct. We, yeah. they are. Yeah, no, they are. They actually, they do high, they do uh, hold you to a, a higher standard, you know, because, yes. um, you know, you could, you could go through and yeah, every dog has his day and every, you know, everybody's going to, you know, have a miss or, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a, a clump that you, you know, that you didn't catch, you know, on the right. first inspection. Um, the standards, those are the standards. So you got to, you got to follow them and, and uh, you got to hold your team and, and yourself accountable uh, to doing that because by putting, all, you know, all standards, uh, followed by the, you know, PCA or however you, you know, word it. Um, that means that the customer can then hold you accountable to that higher standard. That's, that's right. And I do a lot of expert witness testimony in court when, when people and customers can't work out things. And one mm. of the first things a judge will generally ask, is there an industry standard that addresses this situation? Mm -hmm. And when the answer is yes, then the judge usually is going to stand behind that standard. Right, right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, so putting it into the, the language of the contract, I certainly agree. Um, I am also, uh, I'm also infusing it into a lot of communication across the board in particular, the, um, you know, the, um, the, uh, inspection and, and acceptance of a properly painted surface. Um, yeah. I have that, um, in a lot of different places. So, you know, one thing I do is I've, I've created these, uh, these daily planners for, you know, our crew. It's a custom mm -hmm. planner that I created. And in the back, um, I, in the appendix, I have our PCA standard P14 and the inspection and acceptance. Um, mm -hmm. You know, all of our people get these planners and Absolutely. they have the standards there. They have the levels of, of inspection, you know, the ones that are the most important to us so that at any point they can go back and refer to them and, and have them. Um, I'm also putting them in emails. Uh, you know, when I send, um, you know, when, it, when we're wrapping up a job and I'm, you know, sending a, a wrap up email and say, hey, we're going to do a final inspection of our work. And then, you know, the crew leader will come by and um, inspect the work with you. Mm -hmm. This is the criteria by which we judge a properly painted surface. And I, and I put that language right there in the email so that they can see it. And I just, I just try to plaster it all over the place. We even have, we even have like touch-up sheets that, you know, we put on the site so that, you know, the, the uh, person in charge can go through and, and create a punch list. But at the bottom of that punch list is the, <laughs> the acceptance and uh, inspection right. Uh, language right there so that they can, sure. you know, it's just right there. I put it everywhere, you know, that's great. Uh, yeah. So, how, um, you know, in a, you talked about this idea of, uh, you know, showing up in, in, in a court and, you know, having to deal with all of that. I'm, we want to prevent that obviously as much as possible. Exactly. What are some of the ways that you recommend, um, going through that process of, of, um, conflict resolution and using the standards while you're doing that? Yeah. Well, I, th again, I think, uh, you need to to show the contractor if you've um, if you've had no color schedule with with the drawings, mm -hmm. and then you should have incorporated the color standard in your contract, and you should have pointed out what I am planning to do is a color level three, and this is what a color level three is. If it's anything in addition to that, then there's a difference in compensation. I can give you an extra for, for what it would cost to do more. So let the customer know in advance what, what you're planning to do. In the same way as you were doing that with, with uh, your customers on, on showing them this will be taken care of and this will, but if you're okay, this won't be. And, yeah. And, uh, letting them know in advance what you're going to do. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, it just goes back to that clear communication and it does. It yeah. really does. Uh, and, and so often they don't understand the impact that working out a sequence, for example, does to a painting contractor. Mm -hmm. The fact that you've got to go back 
you're all painted and now they put in one new stick of base and you've got to put three coats on it and prep it and everything. And that, that, that one stick of base costs you as much as it did the other, the rest of the walls in the room. Right. Yeah. So the, the standards, uh, I think are important to educate the customer of the types of things that negatively impact the painting contractor. Yeah. So, so hopefully those can be avoided. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, the, the other thing that is really coming to my mind is that it's, it's one thing if your customer, if you've educated yourself, right. Um, it's another, if you've educated your customer, but educating the crew is I think something that, uh, a lot of people miss. No question about it. Um, you have to let your crew know the level of work that they're supposed to be producing. Yes. No question about it. Um, you're, that's why your foreman, uh, on a job is so important because you're depending upon them in larger companies to make sure that the work product is correct. and, And it's what you, it's what you expected to be done on the job. Yeah, absolutely. Can you can you share with us a a time where um, whether this is you or somebody that you've consulted in the past where the PCA standards really uh, saved them? Uh, you know, some type of a catastrophe that they were able to avoid. Yeah, um, yeah. One of our uh, locally, one of our PCA contractors uh, did the painting work on a new uh, home, a beautiful mansion type home mm-hmm. and he had uh, quoted the pca standards the owner uh refused to pay said the job was substandard and mm-hmm. what the owner had and i went and inspected it the owner in this one room that had a 30 foot high ceiling went up on a scaffold mm-hmm. with a bright light mm-hmm. and was six inches away and took photos of here's a ding mark that wasn't fixed. Here's a little run. Now the standard says what a properly painted surface is, but just as important, it says how you inspect it. You inspect it from a normal viewing angle. Being on a lift 30 feet up is not a normal viewing angle. Right. Laying on the floor to inspect a baseboard is not a normal viewing angle. Right. So, so uh, judge asked, he says, what do you think of this photo? It's not from the floor. That's the normal viewing angle. That that wouldn't be seen from the floor. Right. That's fine up here. So, um, so that, that saved him. Um, Cause the guy had to pay. <laughs> had to pay. Yeah. And, and uh, we've seen, uh, contractors make a lot of money through the color standard mm-hmm. because they were uh, they were for they had to spend a lot of extra money doing accent painting mm-hmm. when it wasn't called for in the specifications and they had made clear the uh, they included the PCA standards in in their specs that said a color level two is what you are allowed to assume as a contractor if no schedule is given to you. Mm, okay. And um, 
when I teach my estimating classes, uh, one of the things is they, they uh, do an estimate of the outside of a warehouse and the specifications had nothing for color indicated. Right. And then I said, okay, I'm a, I'm a really, uh, I'm, a, I'm very politically minded of America and I'm proud mm -hmm. of America. So I want you to paint a red stripe, a white stripe and a blue stripe all around the outside of this warehouse. Yes. Well, that's going to cost you. Very patriotic, but it's going to yes, cost you. I'm very patriotic. <laughs> um, but, and that's why it's so important for you to say, I'm expecting to paint the outside one color only. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have a standard that basically says that. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, the, these standards, you should learn what they are. Uh, familiarize them yourself with them. You're not going to use all of them on every job. Uh, sure. Thankfully. Yeah. But you need to know what they are and, and when you need to use them. And so you can educate your customer. That's the best way to avoid a conflict is educate yeah. the customer beforehand. Yeah. Before you're arguing. Oh, absolutely. And, and for the sake of like what we're missing, if we don't include these standards in our contract and in our, in our practice as well, what's the, What's a time where this really, where you saw somebody that this really wrecked them? What's a good story there? Well, one of the job, one of the first jobs I had um, when I was a painting contractor was uh, this job where there were accent colors on every wall, and it cost us a lot of money to do that. That was before we had a color standard. Yeah. And um, it cost me a lot of money. On another job, um, we were doing sandblasting. Mm -hmm. And that's before we had standard P2. And it, standard P2 says you're going to agree on certain hold points. Well, this, this uh, inspector would come every day at 3 o'clock. We'd be blasting from 8 o'clock in the morning. We'd get rain at 2 o'clock and we'd lose the blast. And he refused to come earlier. And had we had that standard and made that a part, we would have said, we're not going to hold off priming till you come there. You're welcome to come anytime or sit there all day. Right. Lose a blast day after day. Right. And so that cost us a fortune too. So uh, some of these, uh, I lived through some of these as a contractor and that's why I know how important they are. Yeah. Amazing. So, so Bob, you have, um, you know, coming up at the, at the expo, as of this recording, we haven't, uh, gone to expo yet, but, uh, depending on the release, maybe, maybe the show's out yet, or maybe our listeners are listening to this after the fact, but at any rate, um, you, every year you have a live blueprint reading and estimating class. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, it's a two day class. Uh, it's based on the, uh, PCA estimating guides. It's designed um, for people that have never estimated before. We take you, if you're an experienced estimator, we're gonna reinforce things for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I always like to say the team that wins the World Series goes to spring training every year and goes back to the fundamentals. So even if mm -hmm. you're very experienced, but if you're not, we're gonna train you. And by the time you leave in two days, you can do a painting takeoff and price out a job properly. 
Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, but you do have to register for that. Where, where can we go to register? You can go to our website, uh, codingsconsultants.com and register there, or you can call uh, our office and speak to uh, my, uh, my, um, uh, your assistant, right? You, my assistant, Wanda. Yes. Yes. Got it. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, well, that is uh, good information and I'm, uh, yeah, that, that was good. I, you know, I always look forward to an a conversation where I can start kind of geeking out about the PCA, uh, industry standards and who better than the guy who made them. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Great to be here. All right, there we have it, folks. Uh, Mr. Bob Cusimano um, with the uh, Coatings Consultants and uh, uh, just a good man, you know. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for, for uh, all you've done for this industry, for a life of service. Um, to me, the PCA industry standards is one of the true benefits of being a member and it's because they can flow all the way through the process of your business from having a pca uh, contractor member badge accredited membership badge on your website boom that is credibility to the sales process where you can say that hey we're one of few members of the pca in our service area and we follow the industry standards and this is what that looks like um, it tells and it shows your customer that you are offering a better service a better product but don't stop there use it in your training so that your team is raising themselves up to a higher standard and so that there's perfect clarity and unity in what the customer is giving. And then when you when you hit those snags because snags because they happen and you got you got to go through that conflict resolution process, use the PCA standards to help you resolve that conflict. And if worse comes to worse, to protect you in a court of law. Gotta gotta familiarize yourself with those standards. Uh, excellent conversation with Mr. Bob Cusimano. Very grateful for him for taking the time with me today. Um, again, if you want to uh, register for his uh, class prior to Expo, go to codingsconsultants.com to register. And if you have not registered for the PCA Expo this year, go to pcapainted.org backslash expo. Uh, thank you so much for being a listener today. My name is Torlando. As always, a pleasure to be with you. And until next time, thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit pcapainted.org.